Hello everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Serum for the Soul. This is Megan. I'm Katie. (laughs) And today's topics are going to be number one, about Scorpio, everything about Scorpio. We're going to then move into death and communicating with death. Or or the dead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not entirely interested in talking to death, the entity himself. I'm sure there'd be an interesting conversation, but I mean, like, talking to ancestors and dead friends and things like that. And then lastly, we're going to talk about competition spray tanning. And what I mean by is, like, the bodybuilders you see on stage that look extremely tan. So So tan, they wish they were dead. (laughs) In some cases. I like that. So sometimes, man, I'm not joking. They'll they the the com- competitors will complain about the tan they wound up getting for their competition, how they never ever want to look again. So I'm I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of <laughs> not. Like they really hated it. They did not like how they felt. But, but anyways, anyways. <laughs> let's talk about Scorpio. Scorpio things and Pluto. It is Scorpio season. It just started. So that's why we are kind of talking about Scorpio. But also, I you know as I do people's charts. I keep seeing Pluto, like, Pluto's one of my favorite things to look at in a chart, so I, and I'm, you know, Megan and I are of the Pluto and Scorpio generation, mm-hmm. she's the last year it was in, in Pluto, um, and I, I, you know, and I, it's, it's just interesting to me, I am also a Saturn in Scorpio, I, I find that Scorpio season is, in, has a lot of gravity in my life, I've made a lot of huge life decisions, um, based on my South Node, I think up till now, now that I'm really looking at things in my own chart and, and really learning about my life pattern, which we'll discuss a little bit along the patterns, um, and I'm along the patterns. <laughs> Let me rewind that <clears throat> as we go through the topics, not the patterns. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Hello, this is us. We just say whatever the fuck we want. You guys get it. Like the, our listeners are solid. Like we love them. Uh, when it comes to Scorpio, for me, I am an 8th house sun, and well, 8th house is ruled by Scorpio, and then my north node is also in Scorpio, and like you had mentioned, Pluto and Scorpio, of course. Right. So that gives, that gives my, my... That's a very, in- I didn't, I'm, I don't remember if they're conjunct or not, your north node and Pluto. That's in- I should look at your chart again soon, mm-hmm. and see how that makes you, you fucked up. Because Pluto is, no, without question, where you're fucked up in your chart. It's your shadow. It's it's things you don't necessarily acknowledge. It's that little, like, dark space that you keep cramming your emotions into. It's the hidden. And then, like, you'll get drunk and then cry. and Or, like, in one case, I was telling Megan, like, I when I was married, and it was a Scorpio marriage, like, yep. so I'll, 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 I'll say I'll be talking quite a bit about my marriage that I had, um... But anyway, when I was married, like, at one point I got so drunk that I, 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 I sort of disassociated and, and then at, begged him to kill me. Uh-huh. It's one of those Scorpio things. Like, you just can kind of get so intense with things that you just kind of either collapse or re- get reborn. And I think that was one of those severe moments where I had a, a big rebirth wake-up call. I've never gotten that drunk again. Ever. You have to destroy things in order to be reborn. In some cases, absolutely. You can't be afraid to look into the void. So, um, what, what, you look, 
where do we start with the void? Okay. So I feel like when I think about Scorpio season, I was talking to Megan about this this morning when we were discussing what to start with. Right. Um, I feel like when I think of Scorpio, it's the goo stage between being a caterpillar and being a butterfly. And then in the, what's the word? It's not a carapace. It's this, it's chrysalis. There we go. It's when they're, when they're in the chrysalis, they lose all form. They turn from the caterpillar that they once was into this gelatinous goop before they reform into a butterfly. They literally, they literally destroy themselves. Like in they a become, way. they they merge into something, not into nothing. They merge into nothing. Mm-hmm. They merge into zero. That's part of what I wanted to talk about with Scorpio because <clears throat> when you're leaving the seventh house, that's relationship. You get to know each other. You get married. That's that that is Libra, right? Like you become you you become a couple. In Scorpio, you become one. You merge with each other. Well, the big thing is merging of even finances, like, like all of it, all of it, finances, um, inheritance, like your identity as as a single person is dead. So mm-hmm. you die in an in an essence. So marriage is a big way a good way of metamorphosizing what is the word using a metaphor for for what scorpio really really is deep down well they also call like an orgasm little the little death death. right and that's you know scorpio rules sex along with you know inheritance and occult themes and um so when you inherit each other's property in a marriage like that's that's a union that's, you yeah, know, when symbolic. you exchange physical energy with each other, that's called sex. You you meld and merge and become something else together. Yeah. You create a third energy. The transformation and the release of energy. And that, that would be something that is often discussed in the occult, is a transformation of energy and the release of energy. We talk a lot about that when we're talking about spells and um, <laughs> when we're talking about birth charts and culminations and lunar moon stuff and it's all really related to scorpio um when i got with my ex we were all obsessed with the crow the movie which so we wound up getting (laughs) married on october 30th 2003 okay and i went for the hell of it right before this episode and looked at the chart what it looked like the day we got married and it was the sun was in scorpio mercury was in scorpio venus was in scorpio the south node is in scorpio and the moon's in capricorn and we wound up being like i said we were obsessed with the crow so we had a october wedding of course and everything about our whole marriage and the way it played out um was very plutonic we we our 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 generational plutos really sat on top of each other because they're conjunct and we have the same north node and south node but we were behaving easily like we were going with our south nodes more than anything so sex was the main binder in our relationship at the time and um it was just sort of like really intense but at the same time it was kind of lost because we were so merged with each other that neither of us could stand on our own feet at the same time like our first house identities were were stripped into each other which was part of our own fault for moving so fast but um 
it's something to acknowledge that when you have Pluto opposite or Pluto square north node, it could be potentially dangerous and distracting, a, a distraction to your purpose in life. And, you know, my, my ex and I wound up, um, like it was parting ways because we both needed to be, but we had time. It was time. Basically it was more it was or less like the time. Ti- we talked about it's a lot like the timer went off. Like. Um, in a way, yeah, like we we when in reality, like I can be I can be a little bit real. I'm not going to tell you what the secret was, but secret a secret was revealed, a deep secret, a deep sexual dark secret, which is very Scorpio, and it was like, like flushing a toilet, the marriage was over. Like it was like taking a dump, releasing the, the wound, the pus came out, or all that that gross. Um, what's that word? It's not, is it, is it entropy? Is that another word for, for decay and, um, I don't know. It's like a, literally the pimple being popped. I feel like it's a really good way of. It's like doctor, watching Dr. Pimple Popper and she lances a giant cyst and it's just like, she goes, oh, it looks like food. Yeah, she'll normally say it's like cottage cheese. Or whatever. And Mashed I hate, potatoes. I, 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 it puts me off of food. And they always play it at dinner That's time. That's okay. I like But I, anyway. I can eat that. Or I can eat that. I can, I can eat, eat that. that. Ew. <laughs> Ew. I can eat food Ew. while I'm watching that is what I meant. Ew. Sorry, guys. <laughs> just the idea of you spooning that into your mouth oh, real quick was sick, just so no. bad. I meant to say I can eat while I'm watching that. But it came out, I can eat that. So. Ew. Um, but yeah, like Megan also, we were talking about relationships, obviously, because we, it's the season and Megan had a relationship. My last, like my last relationship as well, um, was also a a Scorpio relationship. Uh, we got together on the very first day of Scorpio season. I'm pretty sure. You got the notification was yesterday. Yeah. October 23rd was our our anniversary date, which... That was yesterday, and that's when Scorpio Just turned Scorpio. Wild how our patterns, Megan and I's patterns, match because our exes are Capricorns as well. Yep. And I can't say that they had exactly the same style relationship that I did because no. everybody's expression yeah. is differently done. But I think there's something to be said about... Mine was extremely Scorpion. Like, it was scorpio in scorpioid <laughs> scorpion in nature um we but back to what scorpio in in nature is like there is a lower nature of scorpio which is typically expressed as the scorpion or a snake um i actually yeah it was like this the snake the 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 i think it turns into a bird is that the final form Oh, it's snake and eagle. Okay, so it's scorpion, snake, and eagle. Yes, so you yeah. technically, scorpions have three forms, and that's good. Scorpion, snake, and eagle. Yeah, it's always, it's normally the scorpion and occasionally referred to is either the snake or the eagle. So what is a scorpion, really? It's a, it's a little bug, basically. A it's complex, a spider-like bug. Complex creature that are primarily focused on survival. So they crawl, they basically, yeah, they, they are protection 
and, and they are living yeah. in the dark. They want they that's their main way of staying alive is they protect themselves can, and have a hard exterior. Exactly. Can happily keep to themselves and very protective. Once provoked, they do not hesitate to strike. So you don't want to get basically they, they they have ways of pushing you away at the same time of drawing you close. Exactly. So that would be the lower nature of Scorpio and then you get the snake <coughs> who also is very wily and slippery and protection based but is a little bit more clever, I would say. So that would be the manipulative side of Scorpio. Well, you've heard probably. people say snick a snick a snick. <coughs> snick a snick. So fucking lootly. <laughs> <laughs> the snick memes. That's it. And then and we then have Eagle would be the higher vibration of 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 the the enlightened, the involved. Being able uh, to see all perspectives from the dark and above. Yeah, being the light and the dark, basically. So everybody with Scorpio in their chart should aspire to be the eagle. Ah. Not not the obsessive, wily Scorpio, uh, like, snakes or the scorpions, like, basically is the, the whole metaphor to that. Well, like, the energies associated with the, the lower vibration of Scorpio would be, like, um, um, going against change. Yeah, refusing to change, being, uh, uh, like, pushing people, getting, yeah. Being in a control freak, that would be another lower vibration of Scorpio. Pushing people away even though you're craving contact. Exactly, um, not getting what you want in the way you... Yeah, manipulating people and not straight up asking for what you want. Like Being a sore loser. Trying to arrange things around you, um, you know... Seriously, like big stalker energy comes with, with Scorpio. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know anybody that doesn't have Scorpio placements that doesn't roll down their ex's street at least once after a breakup, just to see what's up. If you're a person that tends to be into like uh, murder mystery, murder documentaries, a lot of serial killers have. If they're not Scorpio, they have some decent Scorpio placements. A lot. A, there's a lot more mutable serial killers, but I mean, there is there's some Scorpios too. But like you know, there's there's a lot to be said about Scorpio energy, and they're not all seriously. They're not all death, but you can be the sweetest, most sunshiny, well intentioned, hippieish, loyal ass Scorpio, and still cause other people to think about their life in a very deep way your your nature is to be disturbing to people in a way that you you can't help but it's it's like we all remind each other that time is finite in a way and you know it's 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 just um i'm trying to form a whole thought but it's it's just definitely like um we can be very alarming to each other, especially if our Plutos are close to each other or with the North node, it's, it's, it's very much like you're getting undermined. It feels very oppressive. So like, you know, shining, it's like a deer in the headlights almost like when you are lighting up something in the dark and especially when the other, it, like if you're, if you're bringing something to the light to somebody else and they are not expecting that, it's almost like creating a deer in the headlights scenario for the people around you because you're be shining stunning. a light onto everything that's usually in the dark around you. And there's you. this big taboo around doing that for a good reason. Because not everybody wants to look at their shit. 
No. That's no. that's why it's shit. People wanna usually tuck it away. Like like <laughs> the whole um Eminem makes very like his old shit about like uh, cleaning out his closet and stuff like that that is a very scorpionic song in my opinion like all scorpio vibes in that song right there like i haven't actually looked at his chart to see how much scorpio he has well i do know he's a libra but when i hear the hear that song cleaning out my closet by eminem I know. That feels I, I think, like Scorpio I think, I think to me. He, I think he has a Libra stellium because I think he's Pluto Libra generation. He's before me, so he would probably be Sun conjunct Pluto person or something like that. Like his old school stuff was very very Scorpio. That all the yeah. darks, all those dark songs that he would make. That the um, Stan that felt very Scorpio to me. Like he, sometimes Kanye can be kind of a Scorpio. I thought about killing you today. Yeah, that's very... It's very Scorpio. But we all have ways of expressing it. And when we're, you know, Scorpio season, everybody loves to think about just Halloween in general and then want to toy with being dark and, you know, like playing around with Ouija boards and... There's a right and a do wrong seances, way to do everything. Uh, and, you know, like, oh, you know, you see, have fun, do do stuff. But I myself have never used a Ouija board. Ever, really? Ever. Ever. Really? Ever. Oh, my ever. God. I didn't know that. Never been in the same room as one. Ever. Are you opposed to them? No. Okay. It's just... It's just never I, been I mean, something that has intersected for I you. I just, you know, I think... Here's here's my no and explained. I mean, I don't have a full opinion about them. I feel like it depends on the circle you're with. It depends on the location. And it depends on your perimeters that you set up in the circle. Using a Ouija board is a lot like doing acid or mushrooms. You have to be in the, the right... It has to be, it can't be in the wrong setting or with the wrong people because you will draw negative energy to you. Absolutely. So I haven't gone out of my way to create that environment. And it's just something that I don't feel a pull to use because I have gifts in other ways. And when it comes to like, you know, here's what the real point is, is it's people want to talk to the dead and I don't feel the need to set up a table to, and a planter to do that. It's not needed. Um... I don't normally, I don't have it like you do, mm-hmm. where it just, it's re, it's reliable. But I will hear sometimes a voice in my head that's like my grandparents or like rarely, sometimes, depending on the client. But sometimes they'll ask me, to to translate a message for them from somebody that's passed in their life or they've asked me to translate a message from their own soul to them one time like why am I here on the planet and I had to find a voice get quiet and find if I could channel anything because I didn't know if I could do that like that's how you do it though but I looked at their chart at the same time and you kind of 
really set your your sight on their energy signature. And the person who asked me that was a Scorpio moon, oddly enough. I believe a lot of these times when these people are asking you to translate a message for them, they don't realize that they just need, like, they just need to... They can do it. They can do it. They already know what the answer is. I was just explaining that to somebody recently, that I don't need to say that for you. You can say that yourself. Just you need to phrase it differently. For some reason, we make it okay for them to even be bringing it up in the first place or something like, yeah like it's, it's like they're not they can't look at it until they have somebody that says it's okay to look at it which is projector vibes if you know anything about uh human design the human design that kind of goes along with projectors but yeah like uh, most of these people that want to communicate with um people that have passed in their life they, they they think they need to rely on someone as of like me or you and it's like girl like stop saying will you say this to them and just be like hello why are you doing this or can you please give me some answers like you need to speak to them as if they're standing right in front of you i was just telling megan right before i hit play on this like i i don't i was asking her if she contacts her ancestors at all and she kind of smiled and she gave me a look like uh, i don't think i do it at all or very often or i avoid them kind of look on her face she's not sure well, I do. It's just, I'm not, it's really weird. I'm used to being the person to ask these questions, and I'm not used to being the person being asked mm. these things. So it's like, the fact that, like, I'm, it's like, wow, I actually have to think about this. And, like, and yes, I do communicate. I haven't had a lot of death in my life. Um, so the main person that I would, I do communicate with is my grandpa on my mother's side because he's been passed away since 2003. He was the first death in my life that I encountered because he died around this time of year in November-ish. Yes. I remember that both of us have, my grandpa died on November 17th. Your grandpa died December 10th. very similar time of year so yeah interesting yeah but yeah he was the biggest person that like died and then I haven't really started encountering more death in my life until recently like a few years ago like an um uh an in-law like someone that married into the family had passed away and then my uncle had passed away recently um, who had also married into the family. Those were the first ones that started passing away, so they weren't actually related-related. And then my actual uncle passed away, and then my aunt recently just passed away. And so, like, I haven't really started encountering death. Like, I feel like it's started to pick up lately. Because, like, my father's parents were already passed away by the time I was born. So those they were already canceled out right away. Mm. Like Yeah. So I only had... Oh, and then, you know, my step-grandma passed away in between all that. But I wasn't close with her anymore because he died. She basically sold the house and moved the fuck on. So, um, yes, I do communicate, but it's only been mostly with with my grandpa. But as... Well, no, like, you've... you've, I mean, as your friends have started to die from, like, Derby, I think you've gotten a little bit more practice. It's this last couple of years. Of this last couple rough. of years is it's, it's really it's really amped up exactly. Yeah. So when it comes to how often I discuss things over with my ancestors, it's 
been daily since October turned over because I just felt called to do it where I'll sit and um, I have a little card prayer that I've I've done on air before like on YouTube and stuff in front of people in public but I, I do it in private too where I'll call all my ancestors and any like I, I've connected with people from the land um, that had been there before me like just energies that I could connect with um, and you know like I I call family members and more because sometimes I'll have tribal members pop up in my my mind's eye when I'm praying interesting I'll have all kinds of like recently when I was pulling cards for somebody I had a whole like if they looked like Polynesians huh. Polynesian tribes members like traditional dress and everything very interesting and they were just like present and I was just like hey what's up like okay I see you and I mentioned that in the reading it was just like dang um I don't even know why you're here like you know but you're you're welcome too as long as you have good intentions like yeah, but like, when I open that door I'll see see and, and feel um <clears throat> people I'm talking to but sometimes like when I ask my which which family members want to come forward like more often than not, my, my, even though I'll invite him, my grandpa has no interest in communicating. None whatsoever. Like, he's passed the fuck over. He's, his mission was fucking done. Well, there's a good chance. Maybe he's reincarnated again. I don't know. Well, I was about to say the opposite. Maybe he's done. It, maybe, yeah, maybe his mission, like, his sole I, mission was over. I don't know. I, I, that's not I, up to me. But he, he did, he was, he kept saying before he died, I'm ready to go home. I want to go home. I, I, you know, like, he was ready to go home. I do home. feel like he was, like, the things you've said about him, I do feel like he was, that was his last lifetime. He just, he was ready. Um, my grandma, though, she, she was a Scorpio. <laughs> Lieber Moon. And she is very eager to make contact. She's very busy-bodied and loves to meddle. Loves to fucking meddle. And, like, get get. she likes to sit there and gossip sometimes. She just likes to be asked questions because she wants to be of use. She's, she was a very high-octane woman where she was a registered nurse for, like, what, like, 40, 50 years. So she was, like, that was all she did was was nursing. And that was her whole thing. And she liked to be of service and, and to take initiative. And um, she was very busy, busy, busy. And if she couldn't be taking in new information, then she wanted just to spend time with you. Because <laughs> she was this very connection-oriented. Like, I also get, like, big shithead vibes off of her, though, like, she, in a way. Like... She wasn't, she wasn't, she was super sweet and sour. Like, <laughs> my, my dad didn't like her. My dad still doesn't. Like, he asked me to put away a picture of her because he didn't want to Still see a makes, picture of her. Makes her mom uncomfortable. Um, Which is allowed. She, she was a different person to me than she was to him. She was a completely vindictive bitch to him. Like, she had her moments. She was a fucking Scorpio. She was known as the witch for a reason. I mean, allowed, it runs in the family. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my Scorpio placements aren't angels either. Like, I have Pluto opposite my my Mars and and, you know, like a south node in Scorpio too like it's really easy to do that for me but um I don't know I had somebody it was you just made me think of it I had somebody recently said in this house you're supposed to they're meaning to refer to spirits as an alcohol but they go in this house you must indulge in your demons that's I mean spirits (laughs) alcohol (laughs) and I was just like 
okay. Like, wow. Very Scorpio. Like, in this house, you must indulge in your demons. Maybe, maybe we should get that put on a plaque. I think that would, that would, that would be I fucking spirits, great. Like... And put a little, like, martini glass yep, next to it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yep, that's that's pretty much the gist. I mean, like, basically, like, when it comes to communicating with the dead, though, like, you, you, you just do it with respecting your fucking heart. And with the idea of there's a right way and a wrong way to do this. Absolutely. And not everybody's going to agree with that. What what the wrong way looks like is you leave the session and you have massive anxiety the next few days or maybe months. I've never had that. You can't sleep. You have just general, like, just, it feels like you're being spiritually attacked. Okay? That's how you know you fucked up. By the way, I want to mention that I have used a Ouija board. Like, we didn't, we didn't, yeah. we didn't, well, we didn't talk, talk. I, I'm, I just, yeah. Well, it goes along with talking. Absolutely. Um, and this is kind of funny, because the person I did, I was a little girl, I was probably like seven or eight, and I used it with my dad, and um, it was on his bed, like, I was like, dad, let's use it, like, and he was just like, okay, fine, and he asked me who I wanted to talk to. He's a Scorpio moon. <laughs> yes. He asked me who I wanted to talk to, and I wanted to talk to Elvis. I don't know why, and I don't remember what I asked, but I do remember it moving. And I remember asking him if he was, like, messing with me, and he told me no. Huh. But yeah, I, I, I wanted to speak to Elvis, and I used a Ouija board with my dad. My dad is very religious now, by the way. Yeah. I don't think he, I, I have, I honestly, I don't think he would actually ever acknowledge that he did that with me. Just saying. Yeah, he, he probably, if he would probably want to act like it never happened. Yeah. If, if, a, if he does remember. Yeah. So, um, but besides that, I've, I've, that Ouija board lived in that house for years. Okay. Like, and the house transitioned owners while it stayed in that closet nobody wanted to touch that ouija board okay so we lived in we lived in the house of course and then my mom and dad split up the house went um uninhabited for a little bit and then my aunt rented it out to a family for a little while they never touched it and then my sisters were in and out of the house for a while after that they never touched it and then finally my mom got possession of the house like a few years later and that shit was still Is that the house she's still in yes that's the house she's in now as soon as we went into there jim my mother's boyfriend threw a fucking conniption fit and it always lived in the closet in my bedroom it never left he got rid of it. I didn't want to get rid of it. I felt like that belonged to me. Like, it was supposed to, it was supposed to be mine. Like, and he just called it the devil. And, like, I wanted to be, like, devil. And he was a Scorpio. Yes, he is a Scorpio. All these Scorpios. And, um, like, there's been times that, like, I wanted to be, like, the devil for Halloween. You know, cute little devil. Like, and he wouldn't allow me to be the devil for We weren't ha- allowed to celebrate Halloween in my house. Well. After a certain age, like... That's just how it went for me, but he, he swore the thing up and down was the devil, and he got rid of it. He threw it away. <laughs> but it, 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 that house went through multiple, it had different families in and out of it, and it never left. Interesting stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel... It came from my sisters. So you know where it came from? Then. Yes. My, one of my sisters got it. Huh. 
And yeah. it just sort of stuck in the house and just stayed there. Yeah. One of my sisters is an Aries and my other sister's a Taurus. Between the two of them, they initiated all that. Yep. But yeah, yeah. I knew where... I wonder what what's... How they fucked up. And if that's why they're all psychologically bent. Because they, they did it disrespectfully, I wonder. Because that's what it looks like. That's what it feels like, is, is troubles prob- your entire life. Like, they, they, you can do it wrong, wrong. They probably, yeah, I guarantee trouble, you trouble. that together, because neither one of them have had the greatest life, like... It just depends on really how, how you're fucking around, and what's in your who heart. Who you're trying to talk to, like, for all... They could have been trying to talk to the devil, and all I want to do is talk to Elvis, you know what I mean? Like, it really depends on your intention. They who, always say, you know, playing with the, the Ouija board, it's like, spirits can hijack other spirits, you're, and yeah, pretend. So, you, you have to go in with the idea of being extremely skeptical, and, like, this could be literally any kind of spirit it's like opening a portal and i feel like you have to be very clear with your intentions of how you want the portal to open it's just like it's exactly like communicating with the dead you have to have your intention set on this is how it's going to happen and this is what i'm going to allow to happen this is not what and i'm not going to tolerate this and this at least been the way i've always looked at it having clear spiritual boundaries and not having a imposter syndrome issue is a big problem if people are fucking around with shit and they they don't have a strong backbone right. and they, so, they feel like less than and they're walking into the situation and they're feeling less than you're going to get treated less than you're going to walked all over it's just like buying a car not everybody knows how to buy a car no when you no. go in to buy a car, you go in with set intentions. Usually, this is this is the the budget I want to spend. It has to have X, Y, and Z. And I feel like communicating with other entities is the same way. You need to go in and have your intentions set. This is who I'm going to communicate with. This is who I'm not going to communicate with. This is the stuff I'm going to tolerate talking about. This is the other stuff I'm going to not tolerate talking about. And certain things will come forward, and others will not. But like that's how I'm. That's how I can be able to turn it on and off well there you go like that's that turning it on and off is a really good piece of advice because if you can have it open you can shut it people get the feeling like they can't they can't make it stop and the more you feel like you can't make it stop the more you won't be able to make it stop it's really felt like that you're the one with the spigot and you can you you can control it and that's something I have a, a friend of yours that hits me up <laughs> all the time because he blames me for awakening his psychic nature. And but he would ha- he's a twelfth house Pisces. It's not my fault. No, his whole like Pisces stellium is not my fault. Like he was born that way. So <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like I, I you want you want you would be it would be easier for you if you were crazy. You know, because you, you feel crazy at first when you're starting to receive, like... Absolutely. I told you when I was first going through all these things and I first met you, like, dude, I feel crazy. And then I started explaining things to you and you validated things that I said and I wasn't feeling crazy anymore. But a lot of people don't understand what they're feeling. They don't know what these things are because people don't talk about it because it's so of the occult and the unseen and nobody wants to actually address these things. And then there's me and you that come into people's lives. We are very Scorpio because we shine the light on things that people don't want to address. Like, that has to do a lot with the readings we do for people. 
Absolutely. Like you uncovering, you know, um, inner child. I don't have, well, I'll say I don't have, I have a lot of Scorpio in my outer planets, but I don't have that much in my personal planets or in my houses, really. No, but that's what I'm saying. Well, like not you're, a lot of eights, but I have like 12th and a 6th house Scorpio for sure. And like you're able to pick up on di- like different parts of it. Like you don't communicate with death in the way that. I know, but you pick up on inner child things that are hidden in people that I don't. Yeah. So it's like we have different. Very good skill set between the two of us to find. We don't secrets don't last very long between. Oh, absolutely not between the two of us. If one person doesn't like, one person doesn't pick up on something, the other person's going to. But we almost always like put two and two together. Like we'll figure out shit faster than a detective can. I was telling Megan today, like, if I if I got with a dude, like, she would know his social security number by now, like, <laughs> tonight. You're like, hold on one minute. All right, his credit score is this, and these are the addresses he lived at, and these are his ex-girlfriends, and this I can is, even give you the address he lived I at I can tell right you the now. last three vehicles he owned. Yep, like, shit like that. I'm really, and that's something I feel like that has to do with a lot of my heavy Scorpio energy, is I'm a, I'm, I'm a very, very, like, natural detective, like. That's very Scorpio. Scorpionic. So I, I love Scorpios. I love my Scorpio moons. You guys make up most of my views on my stories because you just cannot not watch things. They like to know things. But, um, like, they don't want, Scorpio energy wants to know everything. Super nosy energy. Like I'm thinking of like Scorpio. It's true. That's one of my issues is like not being communicated with the most. That's That sets me off deeply. I like to be led into, I like to know things and I I don't like to have to dig for it. I like, because if somebody's trying to keep a secret and it's, and it's shouldn't, it, it, it does, it wasn't a secret yesterday or last week, but it's a secret today. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And, and you know, most of the time I don't even, I think it's, it's not even secret. She just doesn't like things being in the dark. If she doesn't know, it feels like a secret to her. Yeah. Even though like there may have been not even like it happened 10 seconds ago and there hasn't even been time to tell you yet, but like the moment it transitions into the unsaid, it feels. And I was like, Hey, why don't you tell me? It like, just happened. Right. Like, it's <laughs> like you, it's, it's something that makes you feel more comfortable is no knowing everything going on around you even if it makes me feel a lot more secure to know even said and unsaid having it out on the table yep for sure but let's do the competition tans things it's 38 minutes long and it's a great subject though like all the scorpio shit we could talk about forever so yeah when it comes to our skin topic today we are going to talk about like bodybuilder competition tans stage tans um is another word for it um and in my personal opinion i cannot stand competition tanning most of the time um it's really rare that i see a competition tan that actually looks like it was matched to their skin tone and usually like the reason why um like they Okay, the reason why competition tans are so important is because, well, it outlines your muscles. It makes you appear thinner, more toned, covers up any marks and blemishes. um, And then stage lights are really, really bright. So that's why you have to go for such a dark tan because in um, opposition to the stage lights, 
stage lights will make you look whiter than you are. So you have to. Well, yeah, over- and that'll like wash out all the work you do, especially if you're like um, competing. Okay, for like bikini or exactly, but whatever physical. I don't know, physique, they call it. Like, you want your muscles to, to be highlighted. And, yeah, yeah, and then on top of that, you're also judged on your tan. And if you guys have ever, like, looked at people that, like, they just look like they either rolled in Doritos, where their tan looks super orange, or their tan looks extremely dark. You know, competition tanners are trained more in, um making your tan stand out in the bright lighting and using um tones that way when I feel like there just needs to be more um training involved in balancing Color, out the yeah. uh, the the client's skin tone as well. Part of the problem is they're cranking them out like so, so quickly. quickly and I've heard some horror stories about people using sponges or paint rollers on and tanners like the body the competitors. That shit gets And it's like naked body after naked body after naked body and you're touching it on everybody's skin and it just sounds yeah. like a a fright, a wicked ass fright, and I can't yeah. believe people are actually out here in the wild doing this, no. especially during COVID. Do you know how long it would take to custom mix each tan for each of these bodybuilders? Like, and that's why they don't do it because I understand it's a time crunch, but I feel like it's just like your physique, your photos, everything you've worked so judged. hard for is getting judged, and you're not taking your the tone of your tan seriously. It's ridiculous. The it, tone of your it, tan will change rid- everything. If you're going to tweak everything down to the carb and down to the the ounce of weight, like why would you not want to detail a tan? It just be, is beyond me. I, f- I feel like it could be structured into the whole process. And it's really the tanner's responsibility to pre-mix things for each and every possible skin tone before Absolutely. you get there. And my biggest piece of advice, if you are someone that is in the competition world and or you are someone that is looking to eventually get into competitions, you need to build a relationship with the spray tanners at these events. That is number one. And if you don't build a relationship with them, they cannot get to know your skin tone, first of all. Second of all, if you also want to take it seriously and you want to make sure your tan is on point every single time, that you're not being used the same freaking roller that they just used on somebody else previously, and you want your shit custom mixed every single time to not only... um, go up against the stage lights and having to reverse, you know, redness in your skin from that, but also making sure your skin tone's right, you're going to have to invest in a spray tanner that will go to you for your shows. And that's not going to be cheap, but it's going to make all the difference in making sure that your tan looks perfect in all areas. Not only are you being judged on it, but it's going to look right in your photos. It's going to make certain muscles pop in certain areas. It's going to be a blend. why you stood out over the rest of them. And it's going to be for a really good reason. Besides just your, your already high grade work that you've done for for years that you make sure that you go you guys go out and you guys spend this money on these competition bikinis and you make sure your hair's on point and you make sure you know your decarbing coming up and da 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 but, but why are you guys so half-assed when it comes to your spray tan like especially since now you are being judged on it did you say especially egg especially i don't know what 
I don't know. If I California it. accents are so fun. <laughs> but yeah, so I do stuff like that too. There's, you know, if you are someone that happens to have more red undertones, your tanner needs to be using a green base on you. If you're someone that has more yellow uh, undertones, your tanner needs to be using a more all like uh, I mean a violet base on you. And then most most of my clients, everyday people, because guess what? Bodybuilders are also everyday people too. Just because you're lifting weights doesn't mean you guys just don't have skin and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Skinless bodybuilder. Very squirting. Just squirting most- all over benches and everything. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, like, most clients, you guys have red and yellow undertones. And all these, all these competition tanners are using... A lot of the times you guys are using reds. a well a reds or a universal. And come on. Exist. If you think about it when we like makeup, I'm I have never used a universal foundation on myself. No, you have to sit there and you have to figure out what tone matches your skin the best because the closest we get to to anything of the sort is having a light to medium and a medium to dark BB cream. That's as close as you get to universal, and it's still, you have to... You have to fine-tune it. You can't just, like, pick one off the shelf and was like, all right, this one's for white people. This one's for Hispanics. This one's for African-Americans. You know, like, each one, you have to go in, and you have to fine-tune it, because we all have different skin tones. Your skin tone also changes throughout the year as well. If, you know, if you're you're being more exposed to the sun, you're usually going to end up with more pinker tones. If you're, you know, if you're staying indoors a lot, you're going to have less pink tones, so... It really matters, and if you're someone, overall, if you're someone that's looking to get into the competition world, bodybuilding, you know, stuff along those lines, please, please, please take your spray tanning seriously. It will literally change the game and how you look all the way around, like, that's the whole reason why you guys get tans, is in order to add pop to emphasize certain muscles and stuff like that and you a don't bad... want to be like super dark on your body and then have a white pancake face absolutely yeah or like weird ass looking feet like and if your tan is too dark it's gonna cause shadowing and it's gonna cover up some of this muscle work if your tan's too light it's not gonna emphasize it enough so there's really it's fine tuning there is a science to a great spray tan whether you are someone who just gets spray tans for everyday life or you're getting spray tans because you're going on stage you're a cheerleader on tv it doesn't matter like You've got to know what you're talking about, what you're doing. And a lot of these competition tanners, you can see with your own eyes that they don't, they don't know, or maybe they do know and they just don't think they have the time, ability to create the time to, to do it. So creating a relationship with your spray tanner will change the world. Basically. I would say absolutely. It's a little bit of a bougier option, but it'd be the most, I would say best option is to bring your own spray tan artist with you. Exactly. Because tan you in your room, and you don't have to stand in line and get unhygienically sponged up and down with everybody's genital juice all no, over you. No, if you need a touch up, your tanner's there because a lot of times you have to split it up and you get you get one set. Uh, you get your first spray tan, then you get your second spray tan a lot of the times, and then you get a glazing right before. And a lot of times, this glazing can need touching up. So maybe I was too gross, too too Scorpio. <laughs> because I said genital juice. <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I didn't I didn't think anything of it. But, um. 
But that is going to conclude our episode. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to this as much as we enjoyed talking about everything. Of course, if you guys have suggestions, certain things you guys want to hear talked about. Find us on Instagram. I'm using Sui Generous Regenerate a lot more than I am those fucking angels. So you can find me there. You can find me at MeganDawn57 on Instagram. Um, You can, of course, find us on YouTube under those fucking angels. That's right. Or, you know, you can even type in the angel that says fuck. We're going to be coming up under things. It's not hard to find us. But we will see you guys in the next episode. We hope you guys have a great week. Alrighty. See you episode 11. Bye! Bye!